German. You can speak. I can hear you. Who are you? I am the creator of a television show that gives hope and joy and inspiration to millions. Then who am I? You are the star. Was nothing real? You were real. That's what made you so good to watch. Listen to me, Tuna. There's no more truth out there than there is in the world I created for you. Same lies. The same deceit. But in my world, you have nothing to fear. I know you better than you know yourself. You're afraid. That's why you can't to the main event we're rocking out to a little monkeys there uh in honor of uh, in in memory of mr peter torque who we lost this uh thursday age 77 to cancer one of the uh, members of the monkeys the 60s group put together for for the for strictly for the uh the tv show the monkeys so for those of you that are uh, my age or older you'll remember it was a uh, uh, it was not as good as the Partridge family, but it was it was good music and it was fun. And uh, obviously, we opened up with that uh, scene from Truman Show. I think I think the Democrats think they're the the guy creating it, and we're all just living in Truman's world, and they're just trying to create what we know. They're just trying to make a new truth for us, and you know what they tell us, and it's just. It's gnarly out there. It is really, it's really gnarly. So, uh, it's some ugly stuff, and we're talking uh, talking about the truth, and we're not seeing a lot of it. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Let me uh, tell you, everybody, I got uh, Scott McAfee, my sidekick, a partner here, uh, sitting with me, owners of Don Bike. Scott, welcome back to the show. In the house, Ed. And uh, before we go any further, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender located here in Southern California. Lending everywhere now. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me and you don't want to talk, but you don't want to talk on the phone, do it the new... Do it the the way of the of the 21st century. Uh, that would be uh, wccloans.com.com, www.wccloans.com. Click on looking for a loan. Click on apply now. Give me as much information as you want. Uh, tell me how much information you want back, and you'll hear back from either myself or one of my one of my teammates, Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas. 
uh, Cody Bradbury, Aaron Fredericks, or Randy Johnson will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Whether you're looking to buy or refinance something you have or get one of those reverse mortgage things or at least just get some information on it so you understand them better. Um, if you hear something on the show you want repeated, you can go to edhoffman.net, click on the podcast page, hear the podcast for this uh, show as well as several past shows, or you can get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can subscribe and uh, you can download it on demand or you can uh, subscribe and have it download automatically once a week. Um, follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook slash the main event. Ed Hoffman is the show Facebook. And lastly, if you hear something, uh, if you hear something that, that stirs you to want to make a comment, the listener hotline is 855-640-2092. It's a recorded line. So speak clearly and, uh, you may just hear your, your uh, voice on the air. So, uh, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about the truth. Not a lot of it going out there, is there, Scott? No, it doesn't seem to be that way, Ed. You know, before uh, kind of off script, um, we were talking talking in a in a Bible study that Don and I are in, and uh, one of the ladies in our Bible study is a uh, is a high school teacher at a Christian high school here in the area, and uh, and one of the questions we were discussing was how does the truth or lack of truth uh, or lying, uh, specifically, um, affect our culture. And the first thing that came to my mind was, Hey, fake news, fake news. You know, we, people don't know what they're doing, but one thing that, that, um, this member of our group brought up and it just kind of hit me in the head, like a two by four. She said, you know what? Um, she goes, my boys don't know what their roles are. She goes, I got high school kids. They don't know what their roles are in society. She goes, my girls don't know what their roles are. She goes, I have, I have graduates that are four years out. They got out of college and they, and they won't take a job. They won't take a job that starts at the bottom because they're college educated. So they stay at home with their parents and they just don't work. She goes, my, she goes, my seniors are, are afraid to graduate because they don't, okay, now I'm an adult. Now I'm graduated. I'm going out into the world and I don't know what my place is. Well, and I think, but that's a common place for everyone going out of high school. This is your time to find yourself, right? It's time to get out in the world. Now we're talking about like social roles. Is that what they have social, a problem with? Like as roles. men, as, as yeah, young hey, men. What's, you know, what, think, think about what we did when we were dating our wives, when mm-hmm. we were courting, when we were doing all that stuff. You go to jail for that stuff now. Well, you, what you're saying is that people are mindful of the fact they don't want to offend anybody, Ed. We're so afraid to offend anybody that that might imp- that might impede you from maybe asking somebody out on a date, or you know, is that kind of where we're going here? That's kind of that's how I you know how I see it. You know, they're making such a big deal out of out of women taking leadership. You know what? To me, God created us in uh, you know males are you know guys are guys are stronger. Well, the word out there is now this is toxic masculinity, right? Yeah, exactly. That's we're all supposed to be afraid of toxic masculinity. It's uh, it's ugly out there. It's it's ugly, and it's the and it's the way the media and way the society is is portraying things. And I just don't think we, I don't think we see the truth. And and you know, one one of the ways that came up to the top in the uh, in the headlines this week was the issue with uh, with Jesse Smollett. 
So Wednesday, actor Jesse Smollett from the TV show Empire was charged with a felony in filing a false police report claiming he was the victim of a hate crime attack in Chicago on January 29th, in which he claimed he was assaulted by two masked men wearing MAGA hats, that's Make America Great hats, uh, who were using racist and homophobic slurs at him. So this guy's a, a 35-year-old black gay actor, and so he's he now now it's uh, these two black guys attacked him uh, wearing uh, masks and MAGA hats. So now they're now it's identifying as Trump supporters. Um, the 36 year old actor also said his uh, his attackers poured bleach over him and put a noose around his neck. He also claimed that uh, this is in connection with a racist letter he received in the mail. There's a whole bunch of stuff that that brought this to attention because January 29th, what was the temperature in Chicago? It was like 30 below, Ed. 30 below. So these guys were carrying around a noose and a bottle of bleach at 2 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, and it would have been a frozen bottle of bleach at that. Yeah, exactly. So they poured it on him. So obviously things don't don't line up. No, the whole thing's like your stereotypical, like if I was to invent a hate crime, what would it look like? And this is what it would look like. Exactly. So first he said he got this hate letter and uh, calling him nasty names and uh, insulting him because he's black, insulting him because he's gay, and uh, didn't get enough attention on that. So he he created this this uh, this phony attack. So if you watch this week, you saw the public support for for Smollett uh, dwindle as law enforcement stated his story wasn't adding up. And uh, and what do you know? What do you know? We found out the whole thing was a hoax. Smollett cooked up to get attention over a salary dispute. Is that how you take care of things? Hey, sorry. I passed for 3,500 yards last season, and I ain't even going to touch a football until you renegotiate my contract. Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy with the language, buddy. There are ladies present. Shut the hell up, rich boy. I want more money. What's the problem with the contract? No, I figured if I played well, I'd renegotiate and get more money. If you didn't play well, could we renegotiate and pay you less? No. I mean, no. Doesn't seem fair to me. Yeah, that seems like uh, this guy is apparently making $1.17 million a year for being an actor. For being an actor, it's not like he's a brain surgeon or a, or a you know, a... I don't know anything. Anything that actually requires any knowledge, he just has to, you know, read somebody else's lines that they write and uh, and act. One point one seven million, and apparently his contract. Uh, he wants to he wants to get some attention and call himself the victim because he doesn't like how much his money he's getting paid. I could be wrong, but why do I think this guy's a complete pain in the butt to be on the set with? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I would. Uh, I uh, I see it. I see it out there. It's it's. But you know, that's just. Is this the this is the new society? You just hey, if you don't like what you're getting paid, no matter how well you're getting paid, you deserve more. So you just make yourself the victim. I don't know. To me, it doesn't make any doesn't make it just. It's scary what this world's coming to. Smollett sent himself a letter and hired two U.S. citizens from Nigeria to pose as the attackers. They were uh, apparently they're his apparently they're from what I understand they're his trainers at the gym. Um, they were seen on camera buying the MAGA hats and ski masks at the convenience store. And after Smollett paid them, I mean this is about stupid as you get. He wrote him a check. <laughs> he wrote him a check to commit a crime. 
That's about as stupid as these guys that rob the rob the convenience stores and leave their wallet on the counter. I wonder who that guy was in the mask. Oh, here's his here's his here's his identification, <laughs> his address, and all that stuff. So uh, after they paid them, they fled to Nigeria to hide out until February 13th. The brothers, <clears throat> here I go. Let's see you get the, through these, Ed. Their names are <laughs> Ola Binjo, okay, and Abimbola Osundiro. <laughs> that was pretty good. All right. So anyway, they were. Two guys from Nigeria, uh, well well put together from the pictures, look like they're, uh, they're bodybuilders. They, re- they released this statement. We are not racist, we are not homophobic, and we are not anti-Trump. We were born and raised in Chicago and are American citizens, the brothers said in a statement through their lawyer, Gloria Schmidt. Uh, as you have heard, uh, Smollett was arrested by police uh, early Thursday morning. Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson uh, then held a press conference. This announcement today recognizes that Empire actor Jesse Smollett took advantage of the pain and anger of racism to promote his career. I'm left hanging my head and asking why. Why would anyone, especially an African-American man, use the symbolism of a noose to make false accusations? How could someone look at the hatred and suffering associated with that symbol and see an opportunity to manipulate that symbol to further his own public profile? Well, the answer is because he wants to be a professional victim. That's why, because being a professional victim pays really, really well. Just ask Al Sharpton. Um, you would probably get your own show. But the, I guess my big concern, though, Ed, is what if this hoax would have worked? What, what if it would have been a little better planned? This guy could have literally started a race war in this, across the United States. Exactly, and it, it, it goes on to what a lot of these phony uh, phony narratives that are that are coming up. I mean, think about think about the issues that that happened with uh, with um, Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, all of a sudden, hey, there's these women coming over that, that no one seems to remember this incident, but hey, this guy this guy raped her, and when she was 17, nobody remembers it, but you know, and it started it starts a whole movement across the country and what happened you know who's responsible for this i'm glad to see that they actually put this guy in jail and that now there's now there's going to be some repercussions repercussions for some of this stuff that's going on out there i mean when you go down when you go back to uh the uh the whole Mueller investigation against against president trump we all know it started with a with a phony dossier that the democrats and the hillary clinton campaign paid to have drawn up and now lately we hear that it's one of the uh, um, the FBI guys, one of the uh, FBI guys' wives was involved in writing it. Right. And what you're saying is there's just no accountability for making this stuff up. Uh, and, and putting aside the fact this is an enormous waste of police resources, aren't we divided enough as a country as it is? I mean, we elected a black president in part, in part. To demonstrate to the world and as well as each other, look, this isn't a racist country, okay? The problem is he was a leftist who believes that, you know, to stay in power, you need to divide people. You need to divide white against black, gay against straight, men against women. That's that's how you maintain power, by keeping people professional, full-time victims. I would uh, I would agree 100%. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's as soon as people start being held accountable— other people, you know, it's it's kind of the Democrat thing is, hey, let's pull off this, pull off this thing. If it doesn't, if it works, great. And if it doesn't work, 
Uh, there's no punishment. We'll move on to the next one. Exactly. So, uh, uh, Superintendent Eddie Johnson continues. But this publicity stunt was a scar that Chicago didn't earn and certainly didn't deserve. Smollett attempted to gain attention by sending a false letter that relied on racial, homophobic, and political language. When that didn't work, Smollett paid $3,500 to stage this attack and drag Chicago's reputation through the mud in the process. And why? This stunt was orchestrated by Smollett because he was dissatisfied with his salary. So he concocted a story about being attacked. I only hope that the truth about what happened receives the same amount of attention that the hoax did. Yeah, I agree. You know, what's funny is uh, I saw on uh, on uh, Fox News, uh, Jessica Tarloff, one of their uh, resident boneheads. Um, she goes, well, I think uh, if Jesse Smollett uh, uh, said he's innocent, we should give him the benefit of the doubt. Hey, they have the check that he wrote the attackers. The guys gave gave a copy of the check to the police. They know, you know, it's you know, it's like if uh, hey, you know, they, you know, we don't know who who uh, killed uh, Nicole Brown Simpson, but there was a Heisman Trophy in the in the in the bushes right next to her body. I don't know. You know, the the sad thing about all this is there are so few bigots left in the United States that you got to go out and hire some. You yeah, know, exactly. right? And look, here's a news flash for everyone listening. There's no more KKK, right? The KKK is done. The Nazis were defeated like decades ago. Quit making up these fake villains. Yeah, I listened to Larry Elder talk last night about uh, how he uh, how he started in radio that he wrote an article, an op-ed that racism was over in this country um, because all you had to do is go work hard and it didn't matter what your skin color was, you could succeed. And that should have been, like you said a minute ago, it's when Obama should have, should have gone up to... Uh, to the white house and said, Hey, me being elected president, I was elected by white people and black people. This should prove that there's, that there's no, there's no ceiling for anybody. Right. It should that, have ended the whole race issue right then and there. It should have, it should have ended it, but he just reignited it. Hey, let's get some reparations. Let's get some payback. So anyway, so before Smollett's story fell apart, he had thousands of supporters on social media who believed the attack was real including Congressman Adam Schiff, for those of you guys that re-elected him out in Burbank, who has since deleted his tweets of pictures he took with uh, Smollett in the past. And, of course, the media hoped it was real because it would prove that Trump's America is the racist, hateful place they want it to be. Last week, when Smollett was still uh, sticking by his story, he was uh, in the welcome arms of Good Morning America's Robin Roberts. Why do you think you were targeted? I can just assume, I mean... I come really, really hard against 45. I come really, really hard against his administration. And I don't hold my tongue. If I had said it was a Muslim or Mexican or someone black, I feel like the doubters would have supported me a lot much more. Well, he's a good actor. I'll give him that. Yeah, and, and and when we said if it was if he would have said it was someone black, or if it would have said it was a Muslim, I don't, 
I don't get where he's going there. No, I'm not really sure either. The, the fact of the matter is this is the best place on earth to live if you're black. It's the best place on earth to live if you're white, if you're Hispanic, if you're a woman. And and look, we've, we've come a long way as a country. We really have. And, and I was just thinking of something uh, earlier. Uh, you know, even look at the issue of mixed race couples. When I was a kid, that was a big deal to see a white married to a black. I mean, it was like a big deal. Uh, and nowadays it's just nobody cares. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. We have uh, some people, we have a uh, couple of mixed races in my in my company. Who cares? Yeah, really. I mean, I, I'm in a mixed relationship, right? So it's like, who cares? It's just not a big deal anymore. And for this guy to try and set back decades of progress, uh, I mean, it, this could have been really bad. Could have been really bad. It is really bad because cause half the people aren't, half the people aren't watching kind of what a, uh, what the the uh, uh, what Johnson said, Eddie Johnson said was, "Hey, I hope the truth gets as much attention as the as the as the original story, because a lot of people just know that hey, Smollett got smeared, then this this is a racist racist homophobic place, and they're not going to see the fact that hey, that that whole story was BS." Right. Well, and and you know this is something the media really really wanted to be true, Ed. They really really wanted this. I'm sure they're so disappointed because they've been playing this up for like the last couple of weeks. And we have to, and we have to, not only did, did this make, uh, you know, he, Eddie Johnson says, Hey, this hurt, uh, Chicago's reputation. Realize what they're trying to do. They're trying to make us all, all of us Trump supporters look like a bunch of racist homophobes that just will do anything to get any, do anything to get our way. And that's exactly the opposite. No, well, you're right. And, and if you look at the evidence out there, as far as let's just say politically motivated violence, all of it seems like left towards right. I mean, I've seen tons of video footage of Trump supporters getting their butts kicked, uh, having eggs thrown at them, uh, bottles. I mean, it's it's really bad. I don't see hardly anything the other direction. Yeah, there was a video yesterday of uh, of some kid who was a uh, conservative get punched in the face by another by another kid on the campus of Berkeley, UC Berkeley. Wow. Now, I, yeah, I did see that picture. I did yeah, that, see that. So you know that 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 angered me it certainly angered don she saw that she goes ah that that no i want somebody to do something about this not to mention people that have lost jobs because their political affiliation that's a real problem as well as yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely so but you know it goes back to uh it goes back let us not forget the nancy the nancy pelosi uh wrap-up smear it's a self-fulfilling problem you demonize and then you it, we call it the wrap-up smear if you want to talk politics, you call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this. So they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. This sounds like the Russian investigation, Ed. It, 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 <laughs> right? It's, a, it's it's the Russia investigation. It's the uh, Kavanaugh. It's Kavanaugh. It's all this stuff. It's uh, and then it's then it's the issues with uh, then you then you look go back and look at what's happening with uh, going back to uh, Hillary Clinton and all the people that covered that up and all the people coming out for that. There's so much. You know, we know for a fact some of the stuff that Hillary did, and she's not being she's she's still uh, walking the streets. I saw I saw a post by uh, Morgan Freeman saying, "Hey, the 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 best way to the or probably the fastest way to restore confidence in government is to put Hillary Clinton in jail." Who Morgan Freeman said Morgan that? Morgan Freeman. Said wow. That. Woo. I, I know, and and I wow. think he was one of the guys that 
I think I don't remember if it was him, Samuel Jackson, or or uh, one of those one of those guys admitted, hey, he voted for Obama because he was black, and uh, and, say, and now they're saying, hey, you know what? Here's here's a staunch uh, uh, you know Democrat supporter saying, hey, put Hillary Clinton in jail. It's it's fair. It's, I believe it's, I, it's it's just. I believe it was also Morgan Freeman that said, what what do you do to fix the race race divide in this country? And he said, quit talking about it. Exactly. Right? It's just not a problem. Exactly. So speaking of hate crimes and hoaxes, another one, the other one that, that hit the media, the globbed onto last month, isn't over because the victim is now suing the media outlet that perpetrated it. So if you remember uh, Nick Sandman and the group of uh, Catholic high school kids from from Kentucky in uh, in Washington, D.C., who, got a, who they took a video of standing in front of the Native American guy doing the, the demonstration beating on his drum. And they took a, a little video and smeared it all out of, over social media. And within a couple of minutes, the whole world was outraged about how disrespectful this guy was. And all he was is standing there, standing there and smiling at him. Uh, he's, actually, he's actually fighting back now. Um, Nicholas Sandman from Covington High School and his family are suing the Washington Post, saying the paper defamed it for political purposes when it reported on January encounter at the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. Sandman and Native American activist Nathan Phillips. Hey, we're gonna um, we're gonna talk. We're gonna finish this part of the part of the show after the after the break because uh, we're all out of time for part one of the main event. We'll be back after five minutes of uh, traffic, weather, commercial, sports. Don't go away. And welcome back to the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. Don't talk about uh, real estate and finance too much on this show, but if you're in the market for real estate and finance and you hear somebody who thinks like you, and you need some of that, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at wccloans.com. So uh, if you're just joining me with me as quite often, uh, Mr. Scott McAfee, proprietor of Don's Bikes in uh, Rialto and Redlands, one of the top 100 bike shops in the country. Great to be here, Ed. All right, so we were talking about... We were talking. We talked about Jesse Smollett and his uh, his BS story to make uh, Trump supporters look like we're racist and homophobic. And now we're talking about uh, the last smear from last month, uh, where Nick Sandman and his high school buddies were waiting to meet their chaperones. Uh, at they were there for the pro life march in Washington D.C. They're supposed to meet some uh, chaperones at the uh at the Lincoln Memorial and while they're there there's some Native American uh demonst- cultural cultural thing demonstrating and apparently there was uh some uh some other uh Palestinian thing going on and the and the Indian guys beating his drum and he walks up to the kids trying apparently trying to get in the middle of it to diffuse the issue and Nick Sandman just stood there and smiled at him, and he would just—they were face to face while the while uh, uh, Nathan Phillips is drumming on his uh, his Indian uh, whatever you call that tom tom, and uh, and and somebody took a video of it and posted it on on Twitter or Facebook and said, "Hey, look how disrespectful he's being." He was standing there smiling at him. So as we started to say at the first half, uh, his parents are now uh, suing the Washington Post for uh, posting the. 
posting the uh, the story that defamed their reputation. Uh, Ted and Julie Sandman filed the suit on their son's behalf, seeking $250 million in damages, the same amount Amazon founder Jeff Bezos paid to purchase the post in 2013. Of that amount, the lawsuit seeking $50 million in compensation for the alleged damage, damage done. I don't really know how you put a number on that. While the remaining $200 million as punitive damages would be aimed at punishing the, the newspaper company. In their complaint, Sandman's Sandman say they are asking the federal district court in Kentucky to help them teach the post a lesson it will never forget. One of uh, Nick Sandman's lawyers, Todd McMurdy, talked about this case on Fox News last week. The status of the law today uh, is, is needs to be changed so that a person like Nick, so that a Twitter mob uh, cannot attack him. It needs to be changed so that when a organization like the Washington Post decides to write an article without doing any investigation and breaching every journalistic standard out there, that they can be held accountable. And I'm confident that, that we are going to uh, prevail on this argument. I have to say this is a huge, a huge thing. This is a big deal. And the issue with the word is accountability. People need to be held accountable. There's no consequences for this kind of crap, whether it's, you know, Christine Blasey Ford, the Duke lacrosse accusers, the list goes on and on and on. And the point is you're destroying people's lives. In this case, a young boy, you're destroying his ability to probably get a job, to get into a college or university, to maybe, uh, to, to maybe date people. You've put this stigma on his head. Good news. I think they're going to win. I don't know if they're going to get 250 million, but I think they're going to win. Yeah, I would I would agree. And uh, from uh, what I heard uh, this morning is they're also filing a lawsuit against uh, Bill Maher of HBO's yep. uh, Real Time with Bill Maher and CNN. And uh, did you say PMS NBC? Yeah, I believe so. Jim Carrey, I think, was on that list. There's a bunch of people that are going to be served here pretty quick. Yeah, we know we know a guy here that uh, got uh, tried in the court of public opinion for something really stupid, and is serving five years in jail because he just he just ran out of money and couldn't couldn't uh, defend himself uh, on a on a situation. I won't go into the details, but I asked him, I said, "Hey, can I let me call O'Reilly?" That's when O'Reilly was on there, and uh, and say, "Let's get this out in the public and show how how you got railroaded into into something." He said, "No, no, no, I just." I'm I'm afraid of what happens if 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 we're not succeed, not successful and there's a guy in jail for 5 years for something something so innocent that I I won't go into it won't go into the details on it. Uh not on this show anyway. So uh, let's let's talk let's let's go on to uh I don't know what what do we say? What do you know? Okay, so <laughs> as US backed forces are preparing to, for their final surge in the last town held by ISIS in Syria, there's a new question being asked. How how do we, along with the other Western governments, deal with the 800 ISIS fighters who left their home countries to go join ISIS? I don't know. This week, an week Alabama woman who went to Syria in 2014 to join ISIS was denied her request to come back to the United States by Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Here's the story from CBS News. Hoda Muthana was 20 years old when she left her home in Hoover, Alabama in 2014 to become the bride of an ISIS fighter in Syria. Now a mother and a widow, she's living in a refugee camp. I know I ruined my future and my son's future and I'm deeply, deeply regretting. While studying business at the University of Alabama, Muthana told her family she was going on a school trip and instead flew to the Middle East. In a letter to her family, seen by CBS News, she wrote, I was a naive, angry and arrogant young woman, but seeing bloodshed up close changed me. 
She says she was married off three times since, since once to an Australian man who gave uh, gave her a choice, and then they gave her a choice who she wanted to marry, Westerners or Arabs. Uh, these stupid girls thought they were going to going there to fight on the front lines, not be wives. And uh, here's Secretary Mom- Mike Pompeo's statement. Ms. Hoda Muthana is not a U.S. citizen and will not be admitted back to the United States. She does not have any legal basis, no U.S. passport, no right to right to a passport, nor any visa to travel to the United States. Muthana's family claims that this is false. That that, that they have that they as they have her New Jersey birth certificate from 1994. However, because her father had just stepped down as Yemeni diplomat to the United States, so this they were from Yemen, he was a diplomat to the United States, and had just stepped down months before she was born, that puts their citizenship in question and hers whether she was born here or not. And yet her family had the nerve to blame President Trump for their daughter's foolishness. Wait, the foolishness happened in 2014. How is that President Trump's fault? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Hakuna Matata should be allowed back into this country, Ed. Yeah, that's a good... That, yeah, I don't think so, think so either. And you know what? Hey, who do we blame for her foolishness? Trump. <laughs> have, that, you know, in 2014, we have the University of Alabama and we have Obama. What kind of... You know, Obama was going around apologizing to everybody in the Middle East for our, uh, our arrogance and... Something between that and something she she learned at the University of Alabama made her feel like she wanted to go to ISIS and fight against against the Westerners. Well, I hope we're not stupid enough to let this person back into the country yet, but I wouldn't put it past us. I wouldn't put it past us. Yeah, exactly. So Hakuna Matata, Hoda, Hoda Muthana's Twitter account, was suspended in 2015, but some of her tweets are still viewable online. Here are the few of the gems. The first one is a photo of her dead husband, the Australian, when he was killed by a Jordanian airstrike against ISIS. And she has the picture, and it says, And never think of those who have been killed in the cause of Allah as dead. He actually looks pretty dead to me, Ed. Yeah, he's uh, he's. He's not looking good. No. And then there's the time she called for jihads. Jihadis living in the in the U.S. to use vehicles to kill people at, at parades and patriotic events in addition to killing Obama. She put, veterans, patriotic memorial, etc. day, parades, go on drive-bys, plus spill all their blood or rent a big truck and drive over all of them. Kill them. And then here's another one. She put, uh, you, can, you can look up Obama's schedule on the White House website. Take down that treacherous tyrant. I'm sure other than these things, she's a really nice person, Ed. Yeah, she's yeah, she's probably she she was just having a bad day. Yeah, she's probably it was probably her time of the month or something. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Could we say that on the radio? Say we'll so. find out. She was just she was just in a real bad mood. So then there's another another Western Western bride of ISIS trying to go back to her country. This one is a 19 year old. She's been reportedly been uh, with ISIS for four years. Was stripped of her British British citizenship, but now she uh, just gave birth last week, and she suddenly wants to go back to England. Here's CNN report. Another ISIS bride, a British woman named Shamima Begum, is also speaking out tonight. Married off to an ISIS fighter as a teenager, Begum told Sky News she knew about ISIS's gruesome practice of beheadings even before she left her home in Britain. Yeah, I knew about those things and I was... I was okay with it. Shamima Begum says people should have sympathy for her because of her experience in a war zone. Yeah, and she's going to bring her little baby jihadi along with her, I guess, Ed. So we get two for the price of one. Exactly. You know, we should feel sorry for her. Hey, you know what? If you want to bring Hakuna Matata back, um, because if you didn't hear the part in the video, she said, said I know I ruined my, my life and my 
ruined my my life and the life of my of my son or daughter, whatever it was, and uh, whatever it was, it was one of those two. I think could have been a could have been a, a who knows what what the what other uh, gender it could be these days. Um, but you know, in my eyes, hey, she come back. She's going to be the first female in Guantanamo Bay, and they'll adopt out the baby. So just stay where you're at in that pile of rubble, chick. Exactly. Both of them. Exactly. There's no no need for us to pay for you to be in no, jail all this time. No. So uh, let's go on to the uh, the presidential race, which is uh, a little bit less gruesome and well, a little bit, and uh, and still more fun. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, who lost the Democrat Party nomination to Hillary Clinton in 2016, announced this week he will be once again running for president in 2020, making him the oldest candidate at age 77, the oldest candidate in history, I think. Uh, former VP uh, Joe Biden, who now says he's 90% there on his decision, may announce it next week. He's a young and vibrant 76. Well, Ed, I think that's not true. There are older candidates, but they're dead. Sorry. Oh, oh well, there's older voters, too. <laughs> and they're dead, too. <laughs> the Democrat dead voters. Exactly. So Sanders, Sanders an independent who, who caucuses with uh, Democrats in the Senate, has refused to fully embrace the party. Uh, the party, as most of us know by now, he's heavily social. Has heavy, heavily socialist leanings. Heavily socialist leanings. I thought he was a flat-out socialist. He's a Democrat socialist, and that's the warm and fuzzy type without the mass killings and gulags. So he doesn't. He doesn't wear. Uh, he doesn't have a. He doesn't have a, a big red uh, scar. Uh, <laughs> Birthmark on he his He might forehead. have one at home. We just don't know about. But oh, birthmark, no. Okay, so but the Democrat National Committee passed a new bylaw last year requiring all candidates to sign an affirmative affirmation form that states they are a member of the Democratic Party, will accept the Democratic nomination, and will run and serve as a member of the Democratic Party. I promise. I promise. I promise to uphold the 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 morals of the Democratic Party, which are none. So. Anyway, but but that isn't stopping Bernie from uh, sounding as socialist as ever. Here he is with John Dickerson on CBS. Many of the ideas that I talked about, Medicare for all, raising the minimum wage uh, to $15 an hour, uh, making public colleges and universities tuition free, all of those ideas, people say, oh, Bernie, they're so radical. They are extremely American people just won't accept those ideas. Well, you know what's happened in over three years? All of those ideas and many more are now part of the political mainstream. No, they're actually part of the Democrat platform, which is kind of a big problem for Bernie. He was kind of the standout socialist back then. Now they're all pretty much socialist, Ed. Yeah, now it's uh, now it's uh, free health care and it's free college and it's free. Oh, everybody gets two weeks vacation. Mm-hmm. Even if you're unemployed, you get two weeks vacation and you get free child care. And you get free, what else are they proposing? Free. Free weed, I think. Everything. We don't need any airplanes or anything like that. Here's the problem for Bernie. You ready? You're old, you're white, and you're male. And that's just not a good combination to be a Democrat in this day and age. He almost did it last time, but of course he was going against old, white, (laughs) almost dead, (laughs) almost dead female. So uh, it's scary. It's scary, and it's scary. You know, I'm, 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 I'm expecting at some point uh, in the campaign that this new Green Deal thing that they're going to start saying, "Hey, you know what? You realize that if you vote for this, this could actually be policy." And all of you guys in Detroit, 
and everywhere else where they build cars. I mean, they build cars all around the country, but it's not just Detroit, but all around the country. You guys are voting to get rid of your jobs. And you guys in the oil industry, you guys are voting to retire in 10 years because you're not going to have a job because in 10 years they're going to phase out all forms of non-renewable energy. And uh, let's see, those of you in the airline industry, um, you'll be cutting that way down. And those of you, uh, what else are they cutting out? Well, you know, the funny thing is you bring this up because I was driving to Palm Springs the other day. And you know those big stupid windmills they have out there, uh -huh. right? There's the, like thousands of those big dumb things. And, and I'm driving 20 out of them are spinning. 20, 20 of them are spinning. And I'm thinking, boy, the rest of them must be socialist windmills because they're just not doing anything while the rest of them pull the work. They're they're unable or unwilling to, uh, to spin. Right. And I figured the ones that are turning probably have gasoline-powered motors in the back making those big propellers move. Uh, probably. You know? Yeah. It's, I wanted to go over there and look. You know anybody who's invested in those? Oh no! Why do you? Yeah, I know. I know a couple of people oh that my uh, God. they invested ten thousand dollars into one of the, into one of those. I don't know if that that's all. If you buy your own windmill for ten thousand bucks, but it was years ago, and uh, they wrote them off as just complete losses um, on their <laughs> on their tax returns. Hey, it was a failed. Well, business. there's at least business. some some rainbow in the uh, in the uh, in the uh, the scene there. That's yeah, kind of like Solyndra. <laughs> you know, Hey, you know what? Uh, Michelle Obama's brother's got this company. We're going to dump $500 million of the taxpayers' money into it. Then they're going to file bankruptcy. I'm going to go, well, hey, you win some, you lose some. I don't know. So anyway, we've enjoyed a break from her for a few weeks, but the story involving this story is uh, Senator Kamala Harris is too good to pass up. Uh, as you may recall, Harris pulled the age-old Democrat trick of playing the pot card recently on the morning radio show, thanks to Bill Clinton in 1992 and every election since. We're now programmed to expect our presidential candidates to brag about their college cannabis use. That's why I couldn't run for president, because I never used it. Um, but listen to Kamala's claim about using pot being connected to her Jamaican heritage. They say you oppose legalizing weed. That's not true. I know. <laughs> and, and, and look, I joke about it, half joking. Half my family's from Jamaica. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I think her last going to get as annoying as Hillary's. I know exactly. It's uh, and she does it all the time. So she, I think she makes that thinks that makes her sound human because she's just free, free. Uh, she's just fun loving. She's a fun loving chick. Yeah. Well, one person of the Jamaican heritage who was not very happy about Harris's statement was her father, Stanford economics professor Donald Harris. This week, Harris sent an unsolicited statement to the news organization Jamaica Global Online. My dear departed grandmothers, as well as my deceased parents, must be turning in their grave right now to see their family's name, reputation, and proud Jamaican identity being connected in any way, jokingly or not, with the fraudulent stereotype of pot-smoking joy-seeker and in the pursuit of identity politics, speaking for myself and my immediate Jamaican family, we wish to categorically disassociate ourselves from this travesty. Did he just divorce his daughter from being his daughter? This is like a big deal. I don't think I've ever heard somebody's parent coming out against you know a potential presidential candidate. And the interesting thing, too, I think even more interesting than the, the pot references, he uses the word identity politics, which the left loves to do. So here you have this woman. She's one of the top you know, front runners. She may, she may even get it. Who knows? But she's one of the front runners for the Democrat nomination. And her own father is calling her out for playing identity politics. He almost sounds like a Trump voter if I didn't know better, Ed. I'd like to, I'd like to see him in an interview you and ask him about his opinion on uh uh willie brown <laughs> oh oh hey you know what uh here's another here's another way your daughter's playing politics she's sleeping with a married guy 
He's uh, about your age. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's your? What's was your, he married at the time? I assume. I, hmm. I assume. I don't All know right. if she was married at the time. Is she married now? I don't even know the answer to that. I don't even care either way, hmm. either. But the, uh, you know, it's it's you know one one uh, parent that did uh, say something bad about her uh, her son who was running for uh, president was uh, Barbara Bush. Didn't she tell? Didn't she tell uh, George W. he couldn't win? I thought she told that about Jeb. I think she said made oh, said something about Jeb. Jeb. Oh yeah, that was the last one. But the, oh, I know George W. was when he was running for uh, for governor of Texas against mm. uh, Ann Richards. You can't win, George. Don't run. Wow, you what, can't win against her. And then he won. What kind of mom are you? I know. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to talk smack on Barbara Bush. No. God I, rest her soul. Ed. I think she was. Uh, I think she was a nice lady, and I think uh, she was just being a mom. Mm. You know, my mom. My mom still. My mom still. Uh, my mom's been gone for about ten years, and she's still sending me messages from heaven. So why didn't you finish college? You could be driving a, a company car. She kind of remind me of the guy in the Quaker Oats box. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. Ed. Yeah, just her hair is a little bushier, but okay. not much. So uh, let's talk about, we talked about this last week a little bit, but it was brand fresh, brand spanking new, fresh, and uh, and we went freestyle on it, the Amazon thing, situation. So a- after Amazon decided to back out of their second hoarder, uh, headquarters going into New York City, Queens specifically, some new uh, some New Yorkers are coming out, coming for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, including the city's liberal mayor, Bill de Blasio. He spent a good deal, good part of the week talking about her, the repercussions of her campaign against Amazon. When asked if he was afraid to take on the fellow progressive like AOC, de Blasio said this. I'll take on any progressive anywhere that thinks it's a good idea to lose jobs and revenue. Because I think that's out of touch with what working people want. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, and what, what we can't show you on the radio because it's radio. Um, somebody posted, somebody named uh, Job Creators Network posted this on the on a sign in Times Square. It says Amazon pullout, twenty five thousand lost New York City jobs, four billion dollars in lost wages per year, twelve billion dollars in lost economic activity in New York. Thanks for nothing, AOC. You know, the funny thing is this is like a classic, and I mean classic textbook example of when leftist socialist policy idealism meets reality, right? Especially especially for someone who they're calling an economic uh, illiterate. Well, yeah, like, like yeah, she she was a bartender before she became a congressperson. And again, now she's the one of most, one of the most powerful political politicians in the country. I mean, everything that comes out of her mouth is like front page news, Ed. Mm-hmm. Even even the comedy network has uh, got a got a full time camera following around. <laughs> There's still a comedy network, uh, Comedy Central. Comedy Central. So yeah. they have so all the news people are following around. What stupid thing will she say next? When asked about what she has to say about her role in the in the lost jobs and wages, here was her brilliant uh, response last week. If we were willing to give Amazon three, if we're will, willing to give away three billion dollars for this deal, we could invest those three billion dollars in our district ourselves if we wanted to. We could hire out more teachers. We can fix our subways. We can put a lot of people to work for that money if we wanted to. Yeah, except for you don't have it. Yeah, she's talking about money they don't have. That was a tax break that they were going to give Amazon in exchange for bringing in these billions of dollars into apparently an area of New York, Queens that really needs it badly. 
Yeah, and you know how many of the Queens people. And one of the things that they mentioned, if we played the whole clip, the, the whole news conference that was uh, way longer than that, um, she says, "Oh, it's just going to drive up the cost of housing in Queens." Let's so if you if you own a house in Queens and you've owned it since I don't know uh, 1972, and the thought of of the value of your house going up, is that going to anger somebody? Well, and also what she's missing is why would properties go up in value? It's because the area is going up in value, right? That's that's part of bringing in economic stimulus to an area that needs it badly. Is, yes, of course, properties are going to go up. People hopefully will have decent paying jobs. They can afford those properties. Everything goes up. Um, here's the big question. that We were talking about this off the air. Are they going to reelect this idiot? I probably. Think they, they probably will. You know what? It's, it's almost as stupid as New York's almost as stupid as California. You think we're more stupid than there? Oh hell yes! Really? Okay. Yeah, we're we're the stupidest state ever. ever. Oh, okay. And you know, people in California, we just just amazes me. I I could I just don't even know where to start. How stupid we are! Uh, I'm not sorry. How stupid the most of the voters are. You know what? It's just not fair that we only get one vote, and so do the so do the the pot smoking idiots. <laughs> illiterates out there that don't know anything well you know what should i vote uh well i saw on tv on uh on cnn it said vote uh vote no on uh on prop six what's prop six does well it lowers lowers our taxes (laughs) gets rid of the gas tax and it makes it so the uh so the uh the state can't raise taxes without a vote uh i don't know i don't know and you know what i and i had someone someone say i said why how'd you vote on prop six voted no i go why well, you know what? Uh, I just I studied it and I thought that was the right thing to do. But you just said something that if we get rid of the IRS and uh, if we get rid of the IRS and uh, and go to a national sales tax, you know the government just add more taxes anyway, and they shouldn't be able to do that. Well, did you read Prop Six? It says it it takes the the state's ability to add taxes without having the voters vote on it. You guys, you just voted to keep your taxes high. Uh, well, I studied it. Uh. There's got to we got to figure out how to make it. You have to be a certain amount of intelligent to vote. So De Blasio was uh, also had some choice words for for Amazon for their decision. But Amazon just took their ball and went home. And what they did was confirm people's worst fears about corporate America. Here's the 1% dictating to everyone else, even though we gave them a fair deal. And I think it's going to frustrate people all over this country to see a company treat a neighborhood and a city like that. It's their prerogative. They can do what they want, right? And they, and look at how you guys treated them. They say, hey, we're going to move our, we're going to put gazillion dollars into this place, bring all this money into it, and you guys are going to treat us like that? Why put ourselves through this? Let's go at some, some more business-friendly place. Hey, anyway, uh, we're all out of time for this episode of the main event. So hopefully you learned something today. So uh, that's Scott McAfee. I'm Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event. We'll be back again with you next week. Expressed on this program are Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747, NMLS 9873, and California Finance License Number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions, MB Number 093746.